All right. Recording. We are live. I'm Zan Brule. I'm Paige Berg. And I'm Lexis Gordon. In case you are new to us, we are The Habit Team. The Habit is a nutrition coaching company made for women by women. Our program is built for you with coaches who put your goals, lifestyle, and personality first. If you want to learn more about us, head to the episode notes or go to thehabit.com, that's habit with a Y, to book a free console call. The full crew is back. Lexis, welcome back to your podcast. Welcome. I'm back. (laughs) Very excited. We missed you. It's so much better having a trio. Just communication wise. So happy to be back. Yay, Lexis. Let's chat. (laughs) You guys, I wish we had, we were just talking about the grim nature of life right now. So I really wish we were coming out hot in this episode, telling about all the amazing things we're going to be doing, like traveling and happy hour your baby to the park or to a restaurant like zan was back at orange theory things were good and now you know today is just been it's been something it's been a day (laughs) (laughs) but we're so excited to be here regardless um today we're gonna be talking about like i said a topic we thought we would be a little more relevant in regards to this topic right now. But thankfully with podcasting, you can come back to the episode at a later date for when your state's reopening. If you are back in the swing of things, I don't know about you guys, but California here is pretty bad. So I do know, but (laughs) I'm just trying to make conversation here. Minnesota is really not that bad right now. I'm hearing like mixed reviews about where we are in the spectrum of like Arizona bad to, I don't know, Iowa. <laughs> and in between, they, like, I don't know, like low population to high population is where I was going with there. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Minnesota is not that bad right now, but what's California been like? Well, we were trending in the right direction and then just got word. I mean, last week, basically, bars and restaurants were starting to kind of close down, um, very limited in terms of like you can't eat indoors, only outdoors. And then we just got slapped with even more information today where gyms and like salons, so no Mm -hmm. more nails. I'm so upset by that, by the way. Wait, actually, I had a nail appointment scheduled for tomorrow. You're kidding me. Oof. So upset. I'm just mad at myself that I didn't get them done over the weekend because I had a gut feeling. I'm like, I should have gone. And now look, so... Yep, my nails are going to look ratchet for the next month again. <laughs> Do you but have yes, gel they, on them, though, already? already? Right now, no. They were ready to be done tomorrow. Okay, but that's also, like, a blessing because if your nail salon doesn't open for another month or two, you're then just, like, stuck with doing the at-home remover. And it's still, no matter what anyone says, it's not as good. Totally. Yeah, true. So, anyway. Very true. Beauty rant over. I know. Well, I haven't done my nails in like six months. So, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it's great. So when you great. go back to that mani or pedi, it's going to be 
amazing and it's going to be worth it. Yes. Once exactly. everything is clean and ready to go. So anyways, God, could I tease this topic anymore? So, um, today we're talking about how to adapt back to social life and activities while tracking macros, because a lot of our clients right now came into the program at the start of quarantine or like right at the early stages of quarantine. So we are getting tons of questions right now about how to adapt to happy hours, work lunches, date nights. All of those are starting to ramp back up for some people. Fingers crossed if you're in a state that's okay right now. Um, and we're just here today to hopefully put your mind at ease on transitioning back to quote unquote normal life. Um, these events and weddings and bachelorette parties and happy hours with girlfriends or club nights, whatever that might be, they're all part of our lives. So we may as well figure out how to manage them, right? So like I said, we've had a lot of girls coming in to the program in quarantine. So I wanted to ask Zan and Lexis, what are the most like common concerns you're hearing right now about transitioning back into social events. Sam, we'll start with you. So it's actually funny. I mean, not really funny, but once clients start tracking macros and feeding and fueling their body this way, they obviously see so many more positive effects than just, you know, physical transformation. They have more energy. They just literally feel better. They're less bloated, whatever it is. So as soon as they go back to like those social activities, the number one thing I heard was, I cannot believe how like shitty I feel after drinking now. Mm. Like, yeah, they got hungover beforehand, but like now it's like worse. And so kind of adapting, I don't know, just kind of reverting back to so-called bad habits is really making it that much more apparent to them of how beneficial it's been to kind of maybe take a step back from them. Again, we are not telling our clients to eliminate any of these things that are a part of life, but um, it has been honestly really cool to see like the them experience the negative effects of certain mm-hmm. things. And so I think that's kind of been some of my clients' biggest struggle is just kind of wanting to engage in these social activities, but hating the way they feel the next day yeah. after experiencing. And that's almost good in a way. And obviously, like no one wants you to feel hungover. We, us coaches don't want that for you. But it almost is good <laughs> to get to that place of like knowing to like when is it worth it to have those more like ragey kind of nights versus like when is are you fine just like having a glass of wine or just sticking to like seltzer water and calling it a night. So that's mm-hmm. hopefully like a good learning tool in all of this. But Lexis, what about you? Yeah. Really quickly to kind of add to what you just said, Zan, I actually had a client call today that I thought was really interesting because it was kind of a play on what you just said. It actually kind of opposite basically like since learning or since she started tracking her macros, um, she said that she went out on the 4th of July and she had four drinks when normally her max would be two. And she said, because she's eating, you know, a lot of protein way more than she was before she was eating like scary low protein. And so now she's really, really feeling her body eating the protein she needs and the fat and hitting her numbers. And she said that she actually wasn't as hungover the next day because she Mm. had that like substantial amount of food and she made sure to eat, you know, the day before and during, like while she was drinking on the 4th of July, she was Mm -hmm. eating, still hitting her numbers, like all throughout the day, even though she had had those four drinks. And she said that she woke up feeling like the best that she's felt while drinking. And she thinks it's because of the fact that like she was fueling her body, which I feel like is kind of awesome because I never really hear that. So I was like, yes, girl. 
So yeah. happy for give me, her. I know. I was going to say, give me, give me what she I has know. because that doesn't happen. I know. Me. It's oh like God. every year I get older, it's like I'm like 40, 50, 60. Like I don't even know. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's bad. Um. <laughs> so for me, what I have noticed definitely, I'll say two different things. Um. Quickly, I would say the first thing is actually kind of um the awkwardness of just going back out in public in general, right? And like kind of feeling like, you're walking on eggshells everywhere you go, whether it is with like, even with your family. I remember when we went to the 4th of July um, at my in-laws, that was the first outing that we had had, not only since the baby, but literally since March. I put on normal clothes. We went and had a barbecue. Like it was the first like big thing. And I felt like weird in my own skin. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I'm just like, what oh, is yeah. going on? Like, where am I going? Like, is this okay? Am I too? And like, I don't know. It just was so odd. And so I know a lot of clients have been having kind of difficulty deciding, you know, what's comfortable for them, mm-hmm. what's not. And everyone has such a broad range of like what they are comfortable doing. And so it's like, you don't want to kind of make anyone else uncomfortable. And it's just kind of a mess and like navigating your mm-hmm. feelings in such an, I don't know, it's such an awkward time. I feel like I don't know how any other word that. to describe it than awkward. But yeah. I also think um, second would be like difficulty navigating restaurant menus again when you're so used to eating at home and cooking your own meals, especially with macros. That's been such a benefit of counting and starting our program like during quarantine. You have no temptations. You aren't going out to eat. Right. So you just cook at home and like you can you know measure everything and weigh everything. It's great. So like getting back into going out to a restaurant and having no clue what you're going to order and like forgetting to ask for sauce on the side and then being like, oh shit, like there's probably like 90 freaking grams of fat in this sauce, you know? And so Mm -hmm. kind of just figuring out how to live life again. It's just such a wild thing that this is what we're going through. I don't know. It's just so crazy Mm -hmm. to me. It's so crazy. And I would say that's probably the majority of my clients too, like sending me restaurant menus. Like, what do I pick? And it's like, number one, what do you like to eat? And then let's work around (laughs) that. You know, because like I can pick what I like, but I always laugh at that. Um, But yes, it's like kind of an uphill battle. But we'll talk about how to navigate the menu situation um, here in a second. So let's just like dive right into the good stuff because we Mm -hmm. know this is why you're here. Um, majority of macro trackers, especially newer macro trackers are really just, you know, kind of bringing back like awkward, uncomfortable, um, at the thought of like not being spot on in their macros. And so when you have like the sporadic happy hour or dinner date with your boyfriend pop up, it's like a, Oh shit moment. Like, what am I going to do? And we really want to help. Like I said earlier, we want to help ease that. We want to alleviate you eating out bottom line. I'm just going to say this from the start. It will never with a capital N never be perfect. And neither is your program or your life after your program. So like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to start with that first kind of tip, lower your expectations when it comes to eating out and making your numbers quote unquote perfect for the day. And so if you're new to tracking perfect to some people means hitting your number zero, 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 that means you've eaten the correct allotment of your carb, fat, and protein for the day. So really, unless you're back in the kitchen with the chef, with your food (laughs) snail, watching them cook your brunch, it will not be dialed. There is human error in literally everything. And that includes being at your house, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. 
So yes, first, again, first kind of tip in all of this is just setting expectations lower. That doesn't mean to just go in and wing it. It just means be prepared with your plan and kind of let things fall where they may. Um, I also think going into a meal stressed out is sabotaging your experience of enjoying the meal and then also building this negative experience or connotation with food or eating, which is truly the exact opposite of what we want you to to learn on this program. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to your point, Paige, like you're not going to avoid eating out for the rest of your life. So please don't avoid it during Mm -hmm. our program. I actually push my clients to eat out and, you know, go into these uncomfortable situations because why not do it when you have a coach by your side, you have a community by your side to help you stay motivated and get right back on track the next day. And so the more times you do it in a program where you have so much support down the road, you're going to know what to do. Mm -hmm. If you avoid doing these things for the 12 weeks during the program, you are going to feel all alone and unsupported when you do have to, you know, encounter those situations in the future. Completely. Absolutely. Um, And then going back to, (laughs) I'm laughing because when you said asking the chef or being back in the kitchen with the chef. I actually had a client who literally bought a mini um, food scale and she carried it in her purse everywhere she went when she went out to dinner. But I think a real housewife did that. Yeah, like I know Teresa someone did that or something. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm just honestly though, if you're not like embarrassed or you don't care about anyone's thoughts, like hell yeah, or the, all the more power to you. I'm not going to judge that. So I just thought that was funny. That That's was amazing. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So rule number one or tip number one, lower your expectations, go into the meal prepared, but not overly stressed. This is also like a really good time once you are transitioning back into things it's a really good time to just like be with friends and family and like again kind of remember how to be social I feel that hard (laughs) Lexus of like going to a social event and just like kind of having like nervous sweat of like what do we talk about or like what do I do or do I wear a mask like there's all these just things going on in your head. And I'm so not mm-hmm. that type of person, like by nature, yeah. like I'm the most outgoing, like I'm like, Oh, Hey, what's up? You know, like so easy totally. for me to be in a social situation. So for me, it feels so foreign, like in my own body to feel that anxiety because I've never been that type of person. Like I'm always just like, woohoo. And now right. I'm just like, what do I do? Like, I know. <laughs> who am I? Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. I hate it. I, I hate it. I know. Well, I actually, sorry, quick little, like story about that. So my sister was visiting this past weekend and she brought one of her girlfriends and her girlfriend is just one of those people who's been, you know, experienced a lot of anxiety Mm -hmm. um, with the coronavirus. She's known a lot, a lot of people who have gotten it and, you know, just is kind of treading lightly Mm -hmm. wherever she goes, where I know a lot of other people around me are very loose about it and they're not as concerned anymore. So, you know, it, it kind of begs the question of like, you don't know what to do with social like events anymore. So yeah. like I met up with them for dinner and my automatic instinct is I gave my sister a hug and I went to give her friend a hug and she literally jumped so far back. I was like, Oh my God. Like, cause she didn't want to touch me, which like, again, I'm not offended, no. but like you don't oh, think about those forget. things. Like <laughs> I now have to ask permission. Can I give you a hug? Like it's, 
it was bizarre. And like, of course I felt awful because I don't want to put her in an uncomfortable position either, but it's just tiny things like that you have to right. think about now. Right. Oh my God. So anyway. Yikes. Oh, I kind of just cringed. That was awkward for and me. And I was such yeah. a hugger oh, yeah. too. So I would be like, too. Yeah. I would, I, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Oopsie. Okay. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> good job, Zan. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Mess that one up. <laughs> so let's get a little more tactical on like what clients can actually do. Cause they're like, okay, sweet. Like, yeah, I'll go in less stressed, I guess. But then what? Okay, great. So we have answers for you. Um, second tip, log what you can based on the knowledge that you have gained in your own kitchen. So let's say you're a weekend. You're like, well, I don't have any knowledge in the kitchen. That's okay. Cause we have tips for you too. So we have you weigh and measure and log your ingredients on the program for a reason. And I'll explain here in a second. So how to log a meal out if you're new. I'm going to try and break this down. Jump in, ladies, if I'm getting too long-winded because we all know that happens. <laughs> so log every ingredient beforehand. And what I mean by this is look at the menu. They typically, I mean, I feel like eight out of 10 times the menu lists what whatever is in that meal, unless it's like pancakes, then you just have to guess. Um, log every ingredient you can and guesstimate what the portions will be based on the ingredients that are listed in the menu breakout. So if you're new, stick to simplicity. Find an entree with a protein and a carb. Odds are both of the protein and the carbohydrate source are going to be doused in fat, so you'll be good there. <laughs> um, fat is one of the big question marks in terms of what to log. And I think we've talked about this a long time ago, but we talked about doing an extra quick add of fat for anywhere from like five to 50 grams of fat. Yeah. So that's a lot of calories that is unknown. But again, it's like using your prior knowledge of going out to eat to see like, okay, what is a typical serving size of chicken on a salad? In my experience, it's closer to like two or three ounces, not five or six that you'd probably want in your meal. So um, don't overthink it. Like I said, you know that restaurants go low on protein. So if you can ask for double protein, ask for your dressing on the side if you go for a salad. And then above all, if you're new, send the menu to your coach before you go if you want recommendations on what to eat. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that. And actually, you know, the simplicity is the way to go. So, you know, I feel like when people are trying to eat healthier, they automatically opt for a salad, which again, that's not a bad thing, but do you know how many different ingredients salads mm -hmm. can have? It'll have cheese and nuts and whatever it is, like that can be really overwhelming yep. to log. Even for me, Agreed. I'm like, I don't want to do and that. Calorically and calorically dense. So, Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's it's kind of like choose something where it's literally just three different ingredients on your plate. And so I usually opt for like the chicken breast with broccoli and then whatever the starch is. Mm -hmm. And th those are three things right there that you can eyeball and just quickly try to guesstimate and input it into my fitness ball. I love it. And the only other thing I kind of wanted to mention too, and coming from someone who was a server for, I don't know, over 10 years, I grew up in the restaurant industry don't be afraid to ask for substitutions and ask mm -hmm. your waitress in a nice, polite way, hey, can you please ask them to do light oil? Hey, mm -hmm. can you please blah, 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 blah. Like my husband laughs yes. at me every single time we go out, I'm going to make a substitution, but I do it in, a, in an appropriate way. I do it respectfully. Mm -hmm. 
listen, I'm paying to go out to dinner, right? If I wanted to eat at home, I would stay home. I'm paying to eat a certain thing. And so there's nothing wrong with saying like, Hey, can I please have this dressing on the side? Hey, could you maybe separate this from this so that like, whatever the request is, usually nine times out of 10, if you do it in a way that comes from a nice place and you aren't like this naggy bitch (laughs) to server, like, or the kitchen or whoever is not going to be mad at you. And if they do, then they, you can let them go and talk shit about you in the back of the kitchen. Right. Who cares? Right. But like, don't be afraid to speak up and ask for something. You're paying for a meal. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. So I, I just think it's, agree. yeah, it's really important. And like, don't be embarrassed by other people at the table too. Like you're an adult and you're making your own choices and more power to you. So just ignore That's everyone mm-hmm. else. So yes. Going off of that. Also, don't be afraid to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Like I will ask, do you cook your food in oil or butter? Do you, you know, like what seasoning, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. But also the number one thing I actually do ask is how many ounces the protein really is. Because I mean, Paige, I know that you said most likely they are under the amount uh, of a typical serving size, but I just had like, um, an example, a client sent me a photo of this chicken breast and she's like, how many ounces do you think this would be? And I was like, you know, it's kind of hard for me to see from here, but I would guess six ounces. And I was like, hey, why don't you just ask the waiter? Just Mm -hmm. ask. And she did. And it was actually eight ounces. And so she literally texted me. She's like, thank you for pushing me to ask. Like, I'm just so glad I did because it wasn't that big of a deal. And he knew the answer. Damn. What restaurant is that? I want to go. Right? I know, right? (laughs) I was like, day. And I just did the same thing. And I know I had posted about it. Um, you know, when I was on Instagram this past weekend, like I went out and I ordered this like salmon pokey. As soon as the waiter put it down, I was like, how many ounces do you think this is? Yeah. And he told, he knew right away. Wow. And so that's amazing. Yeah. So do it. That's Don't be clutch. afraid yeah, to. Use your voice. And yeah. Yeah. And if they think you're annoying, most likely you're never going to see them again. Exactly. So who cares? Exactly. Truly. Though. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. Um, and Yes, those are all really good tips for especially when you're new too, because then it just like makes the correlation like eyeballs are seeing this and my stomach is going to see this in terms of like how I log it, which is like silly Mm -hmm. to say, but it's kind of true. It's just like making the correlation of how you know how to meet your protein, especially for the day Um, and then carbs and fat. Yeah, it's not going to be perfect. But again, if you go out to eat enough times or if you're making pretty much the similar meal at home, you're going to have an idea of what that meal's macros are. Mm-hmm. Um, but how to log if you're a vet to tracking? Quick add feature is going to be your best friend. Um, this is a method where you can just, again, it's just a quick add feature on MyFitnessPal. It's, it might be a different term if you're using something else. Um, but this is a way for you to just quickly add a placeholder for carbs, fats, and proteins based on what the meal is. And so I either use this method. If I've gone out to the restaurant before I've had the serving, um, or order of whatever I'm ordering is, um, or I just leave over a certain amount of macronutrients at the end of the day, if I'm going out to dinner and just don't track the meal, because Mm -hmm. I know that what I ate is likely going to fulfill those leftover calories and macros. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So again, Absolutely. this is just a way to not get bogged down in the details. When you're loosely tracking, we don't want you to focus on the numbers as much anyway. We want you to focus on like energy levels and um, more about the qualitative data and not as much as the quantitative. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. Let's say 
a last minute plan pops up. Um, I think for new trackers and maybe some vets, first instinct is to panic because you immediately think, okay, well, shit, I'm not going to hit my macros for the day. Um, I think all three of us would tell you to go to that event regardless. A hundred percent. See how you can adjust your macros and stay within your goal range, or at the very least your calorie range, if you're not even just wanting to think about macros. So if you do, you know, kind of decide to even take a longer trip, that's probably not as pop up, but Hey, if your state's all of a sudden opening and you want to take a trip, um, you might have this pop up. So there's no, um, kind of like set direction here because I always tell my clients like do what serves you. Um, if you're newer to the program, I would suggest you tracking what you can. And, um, if you have an opportunity to go to the grocery store beforehand or bring your scale, those are things, especially going to the grocery store, I would say is like must do scale is totally dependent on what your preference is. I just want to add something here really quickly (laughs) to go off of, um, kind of what you said in terms of going to the event and just not, here's the thing. Let me just tell you from someone who used to have really severely bad disordered eating habits. I would turn down going to events, going to dinners, going to birthday parties, spending time with friends, going to happy hour, whatever it was. Like I would turn that down because I knew that like I was going to have the temptation that I was going to go over my go over my numbers or I wasn't counting macros at that time, but like my calories, my thousand calories I had for the day, whatever, or I hadn't worked out yet. And I knew that I, whatever it was, like, I, I just, I would, I would say no to plans. And, um, I regret that a lot. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's a really, really sad thing to even say that. And I know specific events that I literally can look back on being like, I didn't go to that because I was too scared that I was going to eat too much food or that I was going to like binge and that I I was going to turn, be fat after that. It was just crazy, crazy, crazy thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so coming from a place now where I like have none of those feelings, I just want to say, go to the freaking event and, Mm -hmm. um, don't miss out on opportunities because you're worried about your weight or you're worried about your numbers or your calories or whatever. Like it, life is just so much more than that. So just a little bit Mm -hmm. of a side tangent and just never, ever prioritize your food or your macros for like an experience or a memory with your friends or your family Mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. And I think that's great advice because like Paige said, some of our newer trackers, you know, get really scared about these things. And, you know, their first month, the first month is the biggest like physical transformation, I feel like just because they're making some, so many healthy changes. And so they're so afraid to lose those results when it's just, that's just not going to happen for one event. And what I always tell my clients, if these last minute plans pop up where you did not plan ahead for dinner, whatever meal out, um, because you know, restaurants add excess amount of carbs and fats to every plate, opt for something protein rich. So that would be order the chicken breast and replace the mashed potatoes with extra veggies, Mm -hmm. like something like that to where, again, I don't want you guys to think like carbs are bad, but because you know that it's probably going to put you over those numbers, then go the protein Mm -hmm. route. And that's what I always Mm -hmm. tell them. And it, it does make them feel a little bit better knowing like, oh, okay, I'm not like, I have something to choose after all. And I'm going to be okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. When in doubt, go the protein route. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Slogan. Yeah, that's good. It rhymes. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I was a journalism major. Big deal. 
I loved it. Um, okay, so I just want to piggyback off of what I was talking about earlier too. Like, let's say you have a longer weekend or if you are having the luxury of going on like a week-long trip. Um, I got a couple of questions from Instagram. If you are going on this vacation and let's say you're not, you know, next to your weights that you were normally doing your workout on or the treadmill or whatever it might be, um, don't feel the need to adjust your macros all that much. And I'm going to like put an asterisk next to it because there's one thing if you're like hiking and exploring and adventuring and bike riding and running maybe instead of weightlifting, that's still exertion in a sense. So unless you're literally just sitting your cute butt on a pool chair for the day, which is also acceptable, um, I would say to leave your macros the same because one week in the grand scheme of things isn't going to deter your progress all that much, especially if you're still moving. Now, if you are sitting your cute butt on a pool chair, I would say, you know, like for an entire seven days, I would say, number one, listen to your body because odds are you just might not be as hungry. Still, number two, prioritize protein. And three, maybe bump down your carbs like 20 to 40 grams, depending on how you feel. So some rule of thumbs there. Yeah. And that's if you even are able to track accurately while you're gone. You may Mm -hmm. not. And so for you to then think, oh, I need to shift my macros, you're just going to stress yourself out. So again, stick with the same sets. And like Paige said, you know, prioritize protein and you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think people are looking for like hard and fast rules. I know. And there aren't really. Which I was too. Like when I first started tracking, I was like, tell Mm -hmm. me what I can do. Tell me what I can't. Like I'm so motivated to find progress that I'll do anything, you know? And that's Mm -hmm. not to say like I was like being extreme. I was just like really, really focused. So I'm here to say, and Lexis just said it, like there is no like one set of rules to follow. Right. And this is a good opportunity to be intuitive. mm -hmm. Totally. I think, I think what's hard is many trackers are very type A. We like to be in control and we like to be as accurate as possible. And what majority of our clients learn is that going out to dinner is less about trying to be accurate and it's more about relinquishing that control Mm -hmm. and it's all mindset, which is why, you know, we really do work on that mental aspect throughout our program and not just putting food in your mouth and the physical changes. Right. I have to say, um, you know, you guys, obviously, whoever's listening may know that I just took a month long maternity leave. And so some of my clients went and worked with the other coaches. And then some of my clients kind of just took a four week pause where they continued to track. And I just wasn't there to kind of check in with them. And then we added on some more weeks to the end of their program. I'm saying this because Basically, it was a free-for-all. They could have tracked as loosely or as strictly as they wanted to while I was gone because no one was really looking, right? And so, of course, Mm -hmm. I said to them, listen, just basically do the same thing you're doing. And when I come back, we'll jump right back on and, you know, we'll talk about how you did. And I will tell you, I am so proud of how many amazing conversations I had with clients who just said, like, I'm so excited that I had that four weeks kind of without you to test Mm -hmm. my mental strength, to see how I could do without you, to see what I have learned so far. Can I apply it? Can I go out? Um, And it was just so eye-opening to me to really see that break and to see the progress that still was made. And I was gone, you know, and they were, and like Mm -hmm. you just said, Zan, it's just so much more about 
um, the mental progress that you make and like what you learn through the program than just the physical changes. It's just so amazing to be able to see that. And I was just so proud of them. So I had to bring it up. That's amazing. Yeah. That is like the most fabulous thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Like truly. (laughs) Yeah. I just am so happy for people when they get to this place. I had one girl today, like this is kind of like in the same vein, like confidence. She's starting today and she's like, I know I look fucking amazing, but I just want to feel better. And it's like, I love that. That's amazing. I was like, this is the best intro call I've ever had just because you started with that. And like the girls that are finding that they can like have this sense of self accountability and self coaching, even when you were away is confidence. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, anytime we hear that, it's just like, that is like mic drop. I don't need to say anything else. You just said it all. And honestly, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like I even, when I left, I kind of was like, okay, like bye-bye my phone's I'm not going to be responding but I basically said like if you really need me like of course text me and I got like probably four or five texts through the whole month where it was like oh my god Lexus you're going to be so proud of me I can't wait to tell you what I did when you get back or like Lexus like I'm I'm just so excited for how good I'm doing like can't wait to tell like they were just so proud of themselves because I wasn't Mm -hmm. there watching them and they were doing it on their own and it just goes to show you that like coaches are great and that's what we're here for and we love Mm -hmm. our jobs but it's all within you. And like, yeah. I don't know. I just mm-hmm. feel like everyone has the power to just do whatever they want to do if you really set your mind to it. And I'm just so proud of them. So I could not agree Absolutely. more. Yeah. And I think yeah. we need these girls for this next tip. I think they need to like write the book on this because they can mm-hmm. probably do it better than us at this point. But this next tip, inspired by our woman, <laughs> um, if people question your decisions about tracking and what you're ordering, if they question that, what should you say to them, you guys? <laughs> Lexus gave the middle finger. <laughs> kidding, kidding. I'm not. Worry about your own damn self. That's what I would yeah, no, say. Lightly just tell them to F off. No, no, kidding. no. Kidding. Yeah. kidding. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. We definitely dived very mm-hmm. deep into this topic on yes. our health shaming episode. Please go listen to it. I think it's season two. I forget. Exactly I wish I was episode. on that podcast episode because, girl, I, I have some it. stories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. First and foremost, you are making these changes for you. You are not doing it for anyone else. And so the fact that if someone is not going to support you, then I think it's more of taking a mental note of that and – kind of, you know, in certain situations, maybe separating yourself from that. So just so you don't get those negative um, remarks when you're doing something so positive for yourself. Um, But more times than not, it is because they are envious of your control and your willpower. And they are, you know, kind of projecting their own insecurities onto you. And so also remind yourself that instead of getting angry, kind of just you know, realize that it's coming from a place of just insecurity more than anything else. We have so much negativity in the world right now. I mean, do we not guys? Like, let's be honest. Oh my God. I just feel like at this point in my life, at least I know, I mean, I'm only 26. How old am I? 26? I think so. 26, (laughs) 27, whatever. Um, at this point in my life, I just feel like if I don't, if, if there's someone in my life that does not support every single thing I'm doing, 
to the nth degree, whether they like it or not, whether they think I'm crazy or not, whether they support how I'm parenting my daughter or not, if they are not on team Lexus, then it's, it's, it's a no from me. Like you're done. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. Yeah, you're canceled. Like, I, I just don't, we don't <laughs> yeah. have time for people who are judgy and who are negative and who like go behind your back and, and talk about you because you wanted to track your meal at a restaurant or who make fun of you for weighing your food out. We don't have time, right? Like we're right. just, it's, life is too freaking short. And I just feel like it took me to, to get to this age to realize that. And now I'm just like, no, if you want to like sit there and make fun of me, I'm going to be like, you're done. I don't, I don't want to be friends Mm -hmm. with you anymore. Like what is wrong with people? Like, let's just support our friends, support each other. And even if you do go home and you're like, well, that was weird. She was tracking her food. Don't like make it known. Like just tell your friend that you support her and you love her. And if you're, if she's healthy, that's what we're, we're aiming for here, right? Is health and happiness and food freedom. You should be like, hell yeah. Weigh your food, girl. Mm-hmm. Teach me how to do it. Like, why are we not supporting mm-hmm. each other? It's just, it's, right. yeah. I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's spot on too, though, because I think as like my husband and I were talking about this, like as humans, we're naturally curious about something different. So whether we're Mm -hmm. talking about race or religion or, you know, political beliefs, like everyone's just trying to understand why. And in this case, macros or health or your fitness journey, whatever that may be. And so I think if people are inquisitive, come from like a place of kindness instead of being defensive. A hundred percent. Because I truly think the people that are around you and that you love and are best friends or family I don't think they're intentionally trying to tear you down. And I think, you know, as, especially as women, like we instantly are on the defense of like, no, I'm like being healthy and like, how Mm -hmm. dare you not support me? So I think it's like, we need to come from like a place of, you know, empathy that they're just trying to see what we're doing to like Mm -hmm. make ourselves better. And maybe that's going to inspire something in them. Um, You know, there's always going to be that one person that's, questioning more or have eye rolls or whatever it might be, some terrible comment. But like the majority of people that are surrounding you hopefully will only want the best for you. And that includes Mm -hmm. maybe having a tighter lens on tracking for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I used to get so much heat from my own family and you know, it was like I couldn't win and I never wanted to have a meal with them. Mm -hmm. But now after they have truly seen how transformative it's been for me, but also how I'm now helping all of these women, you know, with the habit, they, every time I see them, it is coming more from a place of like, oh my God, just tell me everything that you're doing. You know, you're making such an impact on these women and they see the before and afters and all this. And, you know, I was home a month ago and it kid you not, it was probably the first time where I had like an hour conversation with my mom and dad about mm. exactly what I do. Wow. Like they never even really knew. Yeah, and amazing. Like, yeah. And so again, like people can, you know, transform their viewpoints once they kind of understand exactly what you are doing. And so like Paige said, just give them a second to like catch up to you and know what you're doing. Totally. I love that you said that Paige and I'm really guilty of definitely jumping on the defensive quickly. Oh, same. However, (laughs) I do think that there's also, you know, a point where there are people who maybe don't have your best interest at heart. And it's Mm -hmm. hard to kind of figure out what side of the line they're on. Um, or at least I feel like some people just still don't really know. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think, you know, if it's someone who you really 
who loves you and who cares for you, um, they usually are just curious. And I love Mm -hmm. that you said that. And I think we need to come from a place of, yeah, empathy and also wanting to teach. I mean, I think I know from my experience, that's why I love social media so much because I love when someone will message me a question and I'm like, let me answer. And not only am I going to answer, but I'm going to screenshot your question, post the answer. And then that way everyone can see it because maybe five other people are asking this question, you know? Right. And Mm -hmm. I just think we need to come from a place of wanting to teach people, um, because macros has changed our lives. So why would we not want Mm -hmm. it to change others? And if people are around us and they're like really judgy and genuinely just not nice, then those are the people who I'm like, okay, bye. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Absolutely. Give them a chance first. And then if not, Decide whether they're worth kind of keeping around. Totally. Like for the time. Totally. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. So those are kind of the four topics. I just wanted to keep it, you know, as short as possible because I think we could go down rabbit holes on all of these. But Mm -hmm. I think if we take like a 30,000 foot view of quarantine and hopefully, you know, focusing on something or a few things that are bettering ourselves at this time, um, take what you've learned And I think, you know, for all of us, we can say it some way, shape or form, we're more in tune with our bodies at this point, whether you're focusing on slower form workouts or your nutrition at a higher level, um, take what you've learned and apply it out of quarantine. And so your life is going to get crazier in terms of like schedule and events popping up. But remember that you still have the same control that you had in quarantine than you will out in social events. Mm -hmm. I think we want to place blame instantly on like one thing that's causing us to derail, but it's more of just our mindset sabotaging than it is sometimes our actions. And like, that's a hard thing to be verbal about and like really explain what that means. But hopefully that makes sense because Mm -hmm. you still are in control of your body. You're the only one that's in control of your body. So you know, take what you learned and still apply it where you can when life gets crazier. Mm-hmm. I love it. In Trust a fun yourself, way. basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. Exactly. Yeah. Trust yourself that you know what to do best for you. Yes. Right. Hands down. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. I think, you know, when we do have those moments, like let's say, you know, I have girlfriend's bachelor party and I had, you know, 12 drinks in a day and the next day I had 10 and I ate everything in sight I went over fully knowing that I was making those decisions consciously. And I was saying, yes, I'm going to have another drink because I want it. Mm -hmm. And I knew at that point that my Monday was probably going to be shitty and I wasn't going to feel great. But my decisions in that time were not bad or wrong. They just weren't the best for my body at that time, probably. But that's also, again, like what we were talking about earlier, like knowing when it's worth it to have a weekend out with your girls mm-hmm. or whether it's just like a glass of wine or no drinks that night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's kind of just what I wanted to wrap it up. Yes. Yeah, hopefully I love it. Hopefully that helps. Yes. Yes. It's a cute little bow to put right on. <laughs> um, we haven't done this in about 100 years. So let's do a macro hack. Why don't we? What yeah, Lexis, do you want to? Lexis, you got to sing it. <laughs> macro hack, 
macro hack of the week. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, she still she still has the vocals, you guys. She still got I it. I close my eyes and everything to you know try and hit the pitch. Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm literally the worst singer in the world. Oh, so. it makes it that much better. I know. I love I know. it. I think you should start Lexus. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so. <laughs> Oh, so this kind of goes for, um, I hope that whoever's listening, if you are tracking, you're using my fitness pal. Of course, I know that there are some other apps like lose it. And what's that other one page that you life sum life. Sum. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've been meaning to download that just to take a look. Um, it's very pretty. Ooh, sometimes no, aesthetically pleasing apps like deter me from my main focus. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, mm, just <laughs> keep it simple, but yeah. I'm going to look anyways. Anywho got off a t- on a tangent. Um, basically if you are using my fitness pal, please make sure to utilize all of the like easy, quick buttons that make things easier and save a majority. I mean, a major amount of time if you're logging. So for example, there's like save a meal. So today I made like that chocolate peanut butter coconut, um, protein shake. And I posted it on the habit story and I wanted to remake it tomorrow. And so I just basically clicked save a meal and I was able to title it and I put a photo and then that way tomorrow I can just go in and it's in my meals and I don't have to log everything individually and I can just click on it and it adds all the ingredients right away to whatever um, part of my day I want. So I just love, feel like a lot of times there's like a little features of the app that people may forget. Mm -hmm. And I just want to make sure that you really utilize them all. There's a copy to date one where you can basically copy, um, ingredients and paste it onto another day. There's the barcode scanner. If you're at a restaurant, I'm sorry, at a, uh, supermarket and you want to scan the back of an item. So there's just a lot of little tiny tips and tricks that I think some people may forget or not even ever know Mm -hmm. about. So I would suggest like going on YouTube and literally looking up my fitness pal hacks. And there's like a million videos about all these little things. I'm sure I'd even learn things that I don't know. Um, so yeah, just kind of making sure you get the most out of the app because there's lots of mm-hmm. helpful, fun little things that can make, you know, logging go from 15 minutes to like three minutes of your day, which is really mm-hmm. nice. So that's my tip. Yeah. yeah. It's a good I one. think that's a great one. I was actually going to add um, to go watch YouTube videos because you can learn so much. Oh yeah. So that was a great tip. Good. Um, shall I go next? (laughs) Okay. Um, mine's, I mean, pretty simple, but sometimes we all need the reminder to, especially like events have been going on. I know obviously different States are in different, like kind of, um, you know, current status in terms of quarantine and things being closed, but, Um, but we just had 4th of July, other holidays will come up. And my biggest tip is to not eat directly from the bag. Or if you, if there's dips out on the table, don't dunk it straight in there. Like literally plate your food so that you are aware of how much you're actually eating of that item. Because let me tell you, 4th of July, and I kind of blame Lexus for this. (sighs) I quite literally crushed like three-fourths of a lentil curl bag. How amazing are those? I'm obsessed with them. Oh my God, I'm obsessed with them. Yeah. Dipped it in hummus. And so, I mean, literally I looked down and like the bag is pretty much empty and I was like, crap. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, literally no shame at all because they're so dang good. But like you can, it really can slip away from you. And so just plate everything, especially, you know, um, I wanted to add this one for social events and things in the future just so that you're able to, um, yeah, stay on track a little bit better. Totally. I need to replay that 
in my ears for when I'm really hungry and I just go to the cap, the now I was going to say cupboard, but now the refrigerator to grab my granola because I'll just like sit there and just shovel it in. And I'm like, yep. Okay. I know this is 30 grams and it's, it's more like 60 or 80 grams probably. Yeah. Anyway. So (laughs) I love that you store in the fridge now page. I do. I promise I do. And Mark's like, what's this doing in the fridge? I'm like, you just don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> it's a secret. It's a secret. Um, okay, mine's more simple than that. And it's like, everybody just go buy an air fryer. Like, I don't even care Amen. what brand it is. Amen. Go buy Amen. it. I waited way too long. And everyone's like, tell me everything. And it's like, no, just go buy it. Like, I'm not even going to tell you, but I will tell you a little bit, that everything just mm-hmm. tastes like restaurant quality. You know how veggies taste like 10 times better at a restaurant? It's because they have an air fryer probably. <laughs> Or they fry it, but (laughs) either one, (laughs) like real fry it. But, um, it has just changed the game. I got like a four in one. I got the Ninja foodie. So it's like, it's technically Mm. a grill, but it also air fries Mm -hmm. and does like a hundred other things that I haven't figured out yet. Um, but it's just changed the game for me. And we're doing a carb challenge this week where it's like all of our carbs are coming from veggies and fun sources like that. So it's, um, made my life a lot more fun and happy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yum. Good. Love Delicious. it. Delicious. <laughs> All right. What are we talking about on our next episode? So we're actually going to have a guest on the next episode. And Lexis, since you know her a bit more than Paige and myself, um, I was hoping you could kind of give a quick little overview of um, who she is and what we're going to be talking about next episode. Absolutely. So I'm really excited about this guest. Um, I've been friends with her on Instagram for quite a while. And I've really watched her journey. Um, Mary from Mary McKee fit is going to be coming on and she has had the most incredible weight loss journey. She's lost over 85 pounds naturally (gasps) with macros. Um, such an incredible, inspiring woman, super knowledgeable, um, loves to eat. She's done like a series Mm -hmm. of cuts and reverses and bulks, and she's done all of it. She's super, humble and knowledgeable and kind. And I just, I cannot get enough of her. And I really, really love her story. And I know that our followers and our listeners and clients are going to just adore her and, um, hearing her story. I can't wait to hear her story from her perspective. I've listened to her, you know, on Instagram, of course, but I'm really excited to have the opportunity to chat with her. So she will be on and it's going to be great. So don't miss that episode. Yeah. So excited. Thanks, ladies. Well, ladies, I'm back. The tr- I'm glad the trio is back. Yes, Me too. Me too. Dynamic is just way better in threes. Definitely. <laughs> I know. Same. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.